Hello. Welcome to NRAE, IICLE's podcast about all things law, big and small. My name is Courtney Smith. My guest today is Brian Rosenblatt. He is a partner at Downey Lincove LLC in Chicago and is the author of a chapter on mediation in our business and commercial litigation handbook. Thanks so much for being here today, Brian. We really appreciate having you. Courtney, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Great. So mediation. Let's just dive right in. Can you give a overview of what mediation is and the process an attorney goes through when mediating a case. Sure. Um, well, let's let's start with the, the real basics of what mediation is. Uh, it is a form of alternative dispute resolution. It's a way of resolving differences between parties without having to go to arbitration, which can involve uh, evidentiary hearings. It uh, is a way of uh, resolving differences without necessarily having to go to trial on a case, which can involve a tremendous amount of discovery, both written and document review and depositions. Um, It's something that can be done expeditiously, it can be done pre-suit, during suit, it can be done after a verdict, which we can talk about later on tonight. Um, but it, it is at its heart, it is, uh, it's a, it's a, what I would call a facilitated negotiation between the parties. And the object is, uh, through the use of a non-party intermediary to get the parties to work together to negotiate their differences and attempt to reach a resolution to their dispute. Um, that's, that's kind of mediation in its most basic terms. Great. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I can see where it would definitely have benefits as opposed to trial. Um, Can you kind of talk about the differences between mediation and trials? I'm basically thinking in terms of the, you know, opening state, you know, do we have opening statements and things like that? Do we call witnesses like you see in a typical trial? Right, so let's 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 do this before we talk about the actual mechanics of a in-person mediation. Um, the differences between trial and mediation is parties don't like trials. Um, they're expensive. They are time-consuming. The litigation process is long and is draining, uh, both emotionally and financially. So if we can figure out ways to short circuit the cost and get to a resolution that we think is rational and is fair and makes sense, and we can do that quicker and less expensively, potentially that's a huge win for the client and for, you know, ideally for both parties. Um, not so much different than an arbitration, which Arbitration is, is kind of like a, a mini trial, if you will. Mm-hmm. You have either uh, an arbitrator or a panel of arbitrators who present evidence. You actually have to develop that evidence to some extent. Uh, when we're talking about mediation, 
we have a dispute, and, and the likelihood is that the parties have discussed and or thought about this dispute for quite some time. Um, and now the attorneys are involved, and, and now we're looking at either filing litigation or getting into litigation, or, or we may already be in litigation. Uh, this may be the very early stages of, of our case. It may be the late stages before we go to trial. Let's see if we can resolve our differences and, and figure it out. So that, that's kind of the, the premise, and that's kind of the idea behind mediation is um, trying to resolve those differences a little more efficiently. Unlike an arbitration, unlike a trial, mediation, as I said, is a facilitated negotiation. You, if you want to agree to a resolution, it's going to take both sides or whatever number of sides are involved. They all have to agree to the resolution. And if you don't like the resolution, you can get you can get up and walk away from it. Unlike an arbitration hearing in which an arbitrator will render an opinion and a decision. Unlike a trial in which either a judge or a jury will render a verdict. And that uh, award, that decision, that verdict may be binding. Uh, mediation typically is not going to be binding. So we have some flexibility. It's a low risk opportunity to see if we have room to figure out and, and resolve the case. So that, that's kind of part one of, the, of your question. Part two of it is how is this different than a actual trial? Mm -hmm. And as many different types of trials as there are, and as many different styles from as many different attorneys as you can imagine, exact same thing applies when it comes to mediation. Every attorney has their own style. Every client has their own style. Uh, no two situations are ever identical. So we really need to adjust and adapt on a case-by-case -case situation. Uh, typically, the parties identify that there's a dispute and maybe cooler heads will prevail and maybe we can find a way to resolve our, our differences um, before anybody gets in too deep or before it gets too expensive. Um, that's one concept, if you will. How do we do that? Once, whether, whether the attorneys decide, okay, we're going to go ahead and mediate, or sometimes the court system or the judge will tell you, I'm going to slap you around all day long unless you go to mediation first. Get this nonsense out of my uh, courtroom and go deal with it yourself. See if you can handle it yourself. Whatever it is, we try to try to resolve that. Uh, so we go to mediation. Typically, both, and I'm, I'm only going to reference a two-party negotiation just for the ease, but okay. typically both parties, both sides, will prepare a mediation statement. Um, we will prepare, you know, a, a letter that discusses who the parties are, um, what stage of litigation or whatever, whatever the case may be. We'll describe what the dispute is, uh, what it's over, what the value is. We will discuss why we think we're right. We will discuss some of our strengths. We will discuss some of our weaknesses. Uh, we will discuss the strengths and weaknesses of our opponents. We will discuss cost factors. We will discuss what we're trying to get out of mediation. And typically, when I'm doing my mediation statements, those are privileged and confidential. 
and they are for the mediator's eyes only, and none of that information is to be shared with my opposing uh, counsel or the opponent on the side. Uh, we will often include either uh, exhibits or we will include um, uh, specimens or uh, you know, samples of exhibits as to what we think uh, we would be able to prove if we go to trial. Um, if we expect that certain witnesses at trial would testify in, in a certain manner, we'll include that information in our mediation statement. These are the witnesses. The witnesses will say X, Y, and Z. Um, this is how we expect them to testify and we expect them to be credible because. So that's what we prepare. And then the opposing side will do the same thing as well. Uh, oftentimes, if you are in federal court, uh, the, a judge or a federal magistrate will order the parties to a settlement conference, which is essentially like a mediation, just that the judge or the magistrate uh, is the one uh, facilitating it. And oftentimes, the, they will tell you that you have to exchange mediation statements with your opponent. Okay, but we're not going to put in nearly as much detail and nearly as much information. Uh, but we will put in, this is our case, this is what we think we would be able to prove, this is why we believe we're right, this is what we're seeking. Um, and so we inform the other side what, what we're trying to get out of it, and hopefully they've done the same thing. We can still provide more detail to the judge and the magistrate uh, at, at the appropriate time. We do our homework, we prep our clients, we meet with them in detail. Uh, hopefully we encourage them to leave their emotions at the door and uh, be as stoic as possible. Uh, we don't want any decisions being made on emotion. We want things to be rational and well thought out, well calculated. When we start the mediation, uh, you know, we start it early in the morning, usually at a neutral office, uh, often by the mediator or the, uh, the uh, resolution systems uh, offices. Uh, the, uh, the parties are usually separated into different breakout rooms. And then we come together in one large conference room with uh, both parties and both sets of attorneys and the mediator, the mediator will introduce themselves. We'll discuss what the case is, what the case is about, what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, the mediator will lay it on thick to explain to the parties that you both have risk if you don't get it, you know, the case settled. Uh, you could get into a terrible situation in court. You could pay, you know, six or seven figures in attorney's fees. You could pay damages, or you may not recover anywhere near what you were expecting. This could take two, three, or four years, followed by years worth of appeals. Uh, so, you know, they, they lay it on and give you that parade of horribles in an effort to impose how important it is to take seriously the settlement and the negotiation process. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, the party that would be the plaintiff or the petitioner or the move-on uh, will start with their case in chief and explain, this is the case, this is why we're here. Uh, then it's up to the party that would typically be the defendant or the respondent. And they'll go ahead and say, thank you. This is what our case is. This is what we believe we're going to do. And after that, uh, the arbitrator will talk, I'm sorry, the mediator talks a little bit more. And we'll typically separate the parties into their respective breakout rooms. And then we'll go meet with one side or the other. And then the negotiations begin. 
Very interesting because it sounds like in terms of prep, it would be similar to prepping for a trial. Is that accurate or? Um, in many regards, absolutely it is. You know, if you, I, I suppose it depends on a little bit of the subject matter. I, I suppose it depends on, okay. you know, what, what's that issue, uh, the cost factors and, and whatnot. Right. You know, if you're mediating a dispute that's worth fifty thousand dollars, it doesn't necessarily warrant spending forty five thousand dollars to case <laughs> for mediation. No, I guess not. Use <laughs> of resources at that point. Um, right. But you know, we take we take the mediation very seriously because we've chosen to, to go to mediation. We've agreed to do it. Right. And we're paying a mediator. We're spending money, and my client's spending paying for me, and my opponent is paying for their uh, attorney. So we want to get the most out of it. And at the same time, we we have to be very very realistic about what we're trying to do. You know, sometimes we are we're going for a kill, and, and we we want to put somebody out of business, or we want to you know swing to the fences. Other times. We're trying to defend and stave off a situation. And sometimes that means we're just kind of putting a tourniquet on and trying to stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. But you have to know, as part of your prep, not just know what your case is, but you have to know why your case is. You have to know what you're trying to get out of it. What is a successful result? What is what is acceptable? What's not acceptable? And ultimately, that's up to the clients to make that decision. Hopefully, if I've done my job, if opposing counsel has done their job, then our clients can make well-informed decisions as to what they will or won't accept. And they can make that decision as to whether they're going to actually resolve and settle a case then and there, or if they're going to go ahead and proceed uh, to trial or a hearing or whatever it may be, roll the dice and, and risk some other outcome. Uh, sometimes, Parties are simply stubborn. Uh, sometimes they have no stomach for litigation. It, it just kind of runs the game. Right. So, it, you know, there's, as you said, it sounds like there's so many benefits to choosing mediation. Um, is there any case any that you can think of where you would say, absolutely not, we can't mediate this? We've got to take it to trial or whatever the next steps are. Or is there always a chance for it? Um well <laughs> if you if you ask any of my clients, they will they will tell you that that my mantra is that everything is negotiable. Um now that being said, is everything truly negotiable? Um it kind of depends because there are times where uh, I will choose or recommend that we don't go to mediation on a case. And those situations may be that where I need a legitimate evidentiary hearing on certain items to lock down that evidence and put that evidence in front of a jury, in front of a judge. Um, and, and that evidence is not going to get the same weight as as it would at a mediation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, I, I don't want to show all my cards uh, at a mediation 
Uh, I want to be a little bit more coy, and I don't want to, you know, we'll, we will make whatever disclosures are required under state, local, or, or federal, you know, rules of evidence. But sometimes we don't have to disclose the full content of what somebody's anticipated uh, testimony is going to be. And sometimes you want to say that as a surprise uh, at trial. And I don't want to put that in front of somebody at a mediation because that allows them time or an opportunity to figure out a defense or an argument around something. And I'd rather not do that. Uh, there are other times where we have a, um, you know, if we have a trademark infringement or a copyright infringement situation, um, sometimes monetary damages aren't going to be sufficient. We need mm -hmm. someone to actually stop what they're doing. And mediation can sometimes get us to that point, but I need a legitimate judgment or ruling from the judge uh, to actually be able to enforce a, mm -hmm. um, you know, a protective order or, a, or an injunction of some kind. Uh, so there, there are definitely times where it doesn't make sense. Another, another occasion, and I actually alluded to this before, is how much time and effort has to go into a mediation versus what's the actual value of the case. Mm -hmm. There are times where it just doesn't warrant the expenditure of money. Now, you also have to think, well, wait a second, if the case is worth $50,000, I don't want to spend $45,000 mediating it. But I also don't want to spend $45,000 litigating it or trying the case. So we have to be a little creative as to how we get it resolved. Um, and sometimes that's just more of a, it's a different type of negotiation tactic than anything else. Um, but those are a couple of instances where we wouldn't want to or wouldn't recommend mediation. Interesting. Yeah, there's definitely so much to consider. So I can see how it's, I can, I can see how mediation would definitely be, um, the preference for a lot of attorneys, but maybe not always the client. Is there any time, is there, has there, can you think of a case where like a client has really wanted to go to trial for, for some particular reason and you've had to like dissuade <laughs> that notion and convince the client that it's maybe not the best bet or does that usually not happen? Yeah, no, that, that's, that occurs fairly regularly. It, it, you know, we, we have to have ongoing discussions with our clients as to what their case is, what their case is about, how the case is developing. Uh, if we have medical or financial records that are coming in, if we have insurance statements, if we have sales reports, if we've taken depositions or have witness statements or whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. uh, we have to constantly evaluate and update our clients as to what has happened, what is, uh, what's going on, what's the status, and what are the ramifications. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the ramifications are this new evidence just tank your case and, oh my God, there is no way we can go to trial on this. We're going to lose. We're going to have our butts handed to us. Right. There are other times where the... Uh, you know, new evidence or documents or discovery or something comes in and it is overwhelmingly in our client's favor. And okay, 
let's not talk about settlement. Let's not talk about mediation. Let's go full throttle and really scare our opponents uh, and see if we can get them to acquiesce or we'll just go ahead and try the case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those, those are kind of easy explanations to the clients. And then we have the situations where uh, the evidence comes in and it looks really good or it sounds like something really powerful, but it doesn't necessarily help the overall case. And it doesn't necessarily um, do all that we're asking it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the situations that are a little bit tougher with the client because the client is a lay person. You know, they look at the situation and go, oh my God, this is so fantastic. Why can't we just win the case now? Well, it's kind of like building a house. And each piece of evidence is just a brick or just a window or just a small little component. And we've got hundreds of different components that have to come into this. And we can win on this one, but not necessarily the bulk of everything else. So keeping the um, maintaining our client's expectations becomes a very, very important aspect through the entire case and certainly with you know mediation and the purpose of the mediation. Mm-hmm. Wow. It sounds like it's just a really interesting process overall. So um, there's there's a quote from your chapter that I wanted to read that I just found really fascinating. It says, mediation can be administered prior to a suit being filed during the pendency of a case and up to or after a verdict is rendered. And I just find that so fascinating that you can pretty much start to go into mediation at any time, even after a verdict. But I can't believe that happens that often. Or am I completely off base? Um, well, I, if we sit back and watch the media, uh, I, I, I suspect you're going to find the answer in a few months. Um, Amber Heard is now appealing the, uh, the verdict in the Johnny Depp case, mm-hmm. um, the defamation case. So I suspect there's going to be some kind of a mediation on the damages because I, I believe that uh, what she's required to pay, if she were to lose the appeal, which could take years. Uh, is going to uh, continue to accrue interest over the next several years. Um, the reality is the bell was rung. People know that John Depp won that verdict, uh, and he may not be willing to let something go. And I'm just speculating. I don't represent any of the parties on this, but they may be willing to have that mediation uh, as to as a means of staving off the appeal and not having to go through hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of legal fees on the pallet uh, issue now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that does happen fairly regularly. Okay. Uh, yeah. we, don't, we don't like the way a verdict, or oh, sorry, we don't like the way a trial went. Um, let's, let's sit down and talk about, can we resolve this before the jury comes back? Uh, a, a, a verdict comes back? Okay, maybe we win. But we really don't want to have to go back and fight an appeal. Um, or we're not convinced that the appeal will hold, will hold up. Maybe 
the, the jury instructions were flawed. The, uh, the instructions that the judge gave uh, was flawed. We could go ahead and overturn, which means now we have to retry this whole case. That's not always a fun uh, prospect. And certainly a client uh, is not looking. Most clients don't, don't look forward to endless trials. They look forward to closure. Uh, right. So, you know, mediating a, a verdict, mediating a, a case uh, after trial, if it's a way of resolving that case and shutting the whole thing down for good, it, it's possible. It, it happens regularly. Yeah. That's so interesting. But yeah, thank you for that Amber Heard example because, you know, I knew they were talking about appeals, but it, it never dawned on me that that could be an option. I find that so fascinating. That I, I, I don't know, but I, I suspect right. that, you know, that part, of possibility. Is, yeah, part of it's her ego, I, I think. Uh, part of it is, I don't think she's interested in paying out $8.5 million. So. <laughs> okay, well, those were my questions, but I wanted to ask you if you had anything else you wanted to say about mediation in general or... Um, I, th I think that mediation is really an underused tool. And I think that it should become part of every litigator's or you know, any attorney who deals with any disputes at all, even during contract negotiation. I think it should become part of everyone's lexicon. I think that it should be uh, implemented and used much more frequently. Uh, it doesn't have to be the highest stakes. It doesn't have to be the, um, you know, the, the most extensive process, of, but I think that it, it really puts parties together, puts them on the same page. It identifies risks very early on, and it allows parties to make well-informed decisions that can drive how they choose to resolve, if they choose to resolve, the differences in the dispute. Right. Yes, I mean, you've definitely told us so many more benefits than I was aware of to using mediation. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and telling us all about the mediation process. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I do appreciate it. Oh, great. Thank you. Stop recording here.